the longer people have been together, the easier it is to become really mindless. And so I, there are plenty of couples who have date night every week who are not really reaping the benefits of those dates because it's just something on their to-do list. This week, I talk with marriage and family therapist Esther Boykin about her new book, The Date Deck, because every couple needs a date night. Stay tuned. Are you a marriage expert looking to reach more couples? Now you can get listed on Hitch for just $1. Our listings appear throughout the website right next to the articles that are read by hundreds of thousands of married folks. You get to post a small image, a short description, and most importantly, a link back to your site. Visit hitchedmag.com, click the directory link, and get listed today for just $1. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, editor-in-chief of HitchedMag.com. I have a special guest on today. It is Esther Boykin, who is a licensed marriage and family therapist, and she has a new uh, ebook out called The Date Deck, because every couple needs a date. Uh, Welcome, Esther. Hi, Steve. Thanks for having me. Uh, it's a pleasure. Um, so, Esther, you've actually contributed to Hitched a couple times, so we've been lucky enough to have you on the website. Um, and I'm excited to talk about this book. Now, is this only um, for Kindle readers, or is this also in print? It is also in print. It's available in paperback from Amazon and at Barnes & Noble and a few other um, retailers online, as well as a couple of local retailers, if anyone's in the D.C. metro area. Oh, cool. Great. Okay. And and because it's the date deck, are they actual deck of cards, or is it more it is, of a book? I'm sorry. It's actually a book. Oh, it is a book. Okay. Um, well, I actually, I've, I, I mean, I asked that question. It seems like an obvious thing that I should know, but I have the, um, the Kindle version, so I was reading through it and flipping through it that way, So, and it seemed like it could have... Uh, the format of it would have been could have done on the on the deck format. I think it definitely could have. I actually really debated back and forth and ended up with the book format in part because I ended up really wanting to include some journal pages where couples can make notes and kind of keep track of what works and what doesn't work for them with each of the dates. And so, yeah, that part of it was better as a book. Yeah. Well, okay. So um, I'm going to jump into some of my questions here. Uh, So in in the book, you tell a story uh, right up front about your husband asking you why you're so obsessed and you talk so much about date nights. Um, I mean, other marriage experts extol the virtues of date night, but you wrote a book on it. Why, Why did you take it to that next level and write a book on date nights? I think for me, which goes across the board in all of my work is date night to me sort of epitomizes the easy, simple things that couples could be doing to stay more connected, to improve communication, to have the intimacy, to just generally have better relationships. 
it's so easy to go out and date. And I know there's lots of things that get in the way and we can talk, talk about that. But for me, that was really the underlying piece of the book. I mean, you can Google date night ideas yeah. all day long and come up with things. I really wanted couples to have not just an idea of what to do for their dates, but why date night actually helps your relationship. Because that was really the core of you know, my husband's question, I didn't really take it that way initially, but yeah. <laughs> at the core was what's so special about going out on these dates. And the truth is that there's research out there to show that having a date night does actually improve your relationship. It doesn't just make your wife happy. <laughs> yeah. No, actually, that's that's one of the things that I, I really enjoyed about your book. Um, and I, I think it's unique to your book, too, because I have read a bunch of different date night books and relationship things. Um, it, it's as if each... Uh, date idea that you provide rebuffs some excuse that somebody has made um, as to why they can't go on a date because you give uh, these explanations as to why this date works. Um, was this a result of the excuses that you commonly commonly hear in, in your practice and the work you do? Yeah, definitely. Uh, that was definitely at the core of it was I work with couples every week and Week after week, they come in and we talk about how this is going to be helpful and how this will help them move closer to their goals. And week after week, they would come back with some reason why it didn't happen or they can't make it happen. And so what I found was the more I was able to talk about, here's why going to the movies is going to make a difference. Here's why if you go try this new thing together, you're going to be closer to the relationship that you both say you want to have. Once I was able to do that, in my office, I found couples stopped giving me so many excuses and actually started making things happen. Mm. So uh, this may be a little personal, but how often do you and your husband go out on dates? So sometimes we're great. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> and other times we definitely hit a slump. I will say, you know, it goes back and forth. And part of it for me is broadening that definition of date night. Um mm. You know, I, I have an office that I work in, but I also do a lot of my administrative work um, and business running work from home. And my husband works from home as well. So, you know, we'll get lunch in the middle of the day because we happen to both be at home, either at home or we'll go out. Um, sometimes we will. I have an evening where I'm not seeing clients and he's got a meeting someplace fun and I'll go. You know, he'll do his meeting and then afterwards we'll hang out. And so we, do, I do try to make it a priority and. As much as sometimes he grumbles, he definitely makes it as much of a priority as I do in terms of spending time and having fun together. And I think that's really what defines a date is making a commitment to be focused on each other and have some fun. Mm -hmm. uh, now, your the book, um, The Date Deck, you have your, your date ideas broken out into uh, very specific categories such as quickie or budget-friendly. Uh, is there a favorite category for you? I would say, hmm, that's a good question. I've never really thought about if I have a, a favorite category. I think my favorite category would be probably the essential dates, which okay. sounds super boring. <laughs> <laughs> no. I you know what's so funny though is I was when I was looking at those essential dates, I was like, oh yeah, the I totally do these ones all the time, which I, I suppose is what makes them essential. Exactly. Um, you know, I like the, for me, dinner and a movie is always easy, um, yeah. but it's also always fun. Like I, it, sometimes people are sort of surprised by my taste in movies, which 
veers towards, you know, probably the average teenage boy. I have a great time going out with my son to watch movies. (laughs) Not a lot of intellectual movies on my roster, but my husband has very different tastes, but we both enjoy each other's movies. And so for us, that becomes kind of a fun experience because we'll go see some things. I'll see what he wants to see. And the next week he'll see something I want to see. And a lot of times it ends up being, you know, Netflix or something like that at home, which is always kind of an interesting thing. And I enjoy cooking. And so making a point of it being not just a chore, but something we're going to do together. Well, we don't really cook together. I cook and he eats. <laughs> but see, now, so um, now the secret to that, do you set you set aside a little bit of time uh, to talk about the movie or to make some sort of connection? Because I know a lot of people will say that dinner in a movie is not a good date idea because you're – well, particularly the movie part, because you're, you know, stuck in this room that's dark and silent for two hours. And that's, there's no real connection happening there. Yes. And I told, I absolutely get that. Um, and I have sort of two takes on the movie thing. The first being, you know, it's not a terrible date if you're stuck in a dark room sitting next to each other. I mean, you can make the most of that, I think, as a couple. And, you know, <laughs> that's a good time for some snuggling and cuddling and whatever else. But the other part is that we do talk about movies. Um, We talk during the movie, which doesn't always work well at the movie theater. Um, But we do talk about the movies afterwards. And there was a really interesting um, study that actually just came out at the University of Rochester where they they had couples and divided them into different research groups. And they had some couples who were doing different, I would say, traditional couples or relationship building skills, communication skills or working on emotional attunement. And then they had a group that, Every week they watched a movie and then they had they had some specific questions. They were supposed to discuss the movie afterwards. But what they found was the couples who went and watched the movie had lowered the divorce rate just as much as the couples who had done more traditional sort of couple skill building activities that simply watching a movie and talking about it and thinking about the relationship issues was enough to have a real impact on people's uh the longevity of their relationship, their satisfaction with their relationships in the long run. Yeah. I, I, I saw that too. And I, I continue, I keep meaning to <laughs> put like do a little quick blog post and link to that article. So I, th- cause th- that works for me too, because I, my wife and I love going to the movies. So I was like, yes, another one in the books. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, yeah. I, I think it also backs up the research about, you know, those doing, doing things together and doing creating new experiences and creating new memories and so even if you aren't talking during a specific movie uh you're right you you have that recollection of oh we went and saw that together um which i think backs up other research yes i i agree with that too i think just that shared experience you don't necessarily have to talk about it in the moment but you know maybe not every movie is super thought provoking that you have lots of discussion but I think having those memories is a big deal. Um, And we sometimes don't treat those as important factors in a relationship, but they really are. Yeah. So each date in your book uh, includes a quick review of the date. Why why did you include that part? I think I was probably thinking similar, I guess, along the same lines as that study was part of what helps people get the most out of an activity is just being prompted to think about it. Um, one of the, sometimes I'll talk about sort of bad habits and relationships. And I think the longer people have been together, the easier it is to become really mindless. And so I, there are plenty of couples who have date night every week 
who are not really reaping the benefits of those dates because it's just something on their to-do list. Like, oh, it's Friday night, that's date night, we got to go do something. And they kind of go through the motions, but they don't really stop and think about, you know what, I had a really good time tonight. I love it when we go to the museum or when we do things that are outdoors. And so they're not having the opportunity to really reflect on these are the moments that strengthen our relationship just as much as these are the things that don't work for me as much, you know, you and I both like having movies with, you know, with our spouses for some couples that really doesn't work. They like to have something where they're maybe more interactive with each other during the date. It's good to to realize that and then have a a way of talking about it in a non-threatening format. And I found journal pages kind of make it easy. Yeah. It's so funny because (laughs) when you're saying that, uh, you know, some couples are like, oh, I, I forgot how much fun we have doing this or whatnot. My wife and I went um, to a comedy club like two months ago and we got out of the comedy club and we were just like, oh, my God, I can't I, like I don't know why we don't do this more often. It's so fun. We have such a good time. And I think it would be helpful if, you know, we could quickly flip through a book and see like our own personal little Yelp ratings on the dates that we have done in the past. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. That's exactly kind of what I had in mind. It's exactly what it is. It's sort of these Yelp um, reviews where you go, oh, right. We love doing that. I forgot. Yeah, yeah. Um, so in in your book, you also have a um, a date idea about doing a spontaneous date. And you mention uh, skipping you know, other engagements such as going to the gym or perhaps a dentist appointment to go on that date. Since we prioritize what's important to us with our time, where would you rank the importance of date nights in relationship to, you know, all your other regular daily type of things going on in your life? I think, well, I'll say personally, I would put it at the top. And I think one of the challenges for a lot of couples is that cognitively we say, our relationship is the most in our lives, but the way we spend our time and energy doesn't really reflect that. And that's part of what I wanted to get at with the spontaneous date is absolutely your dental health matters. You need to go to the dentist, <laughs> but in yeah. the grand scheme of life, you're not going to look back at 85 and go, I wish I had not missed that one dentist appointment, you know, back in 2014, you're going to look back and think about the time you spent with the people that you love. And so I think it's important for people to have those to reprioritize, at least occasionally in your schedule. We're so busy. We are so overbooked, most of us, that sometimes you have to cancel something that seems important in order to remind yourself and your partner that they really are number one. Yeah. You, uh, in the beginning of the book, you also talk about how the, the ideas that actually made it into the book have been tested by uh, and approved by yourself or perhaps um, some of your clients, I, it made me wonder uh, what hit the cutting room floor? What what had somebody done that you decided not to include? Um, oh, that's a, that's a tough question. Let me think about some of the stuff that didn't make it. There were some things that I just think were fairly specific, like, you know, putt-putt golf didn't make it. Um, what else was in there that didn't make it? Um, and then there were some things where, you know, some people had very simple generic things, you know, go for a walk holding hands. Oh, yeah. Um, which I think is, I think that's a fantastic date. I think it would be great for lots of people. 
But in terms of, I wanted to try to stick with date ideas that um, felt a little bit broader. You know, walking and holding hands could be incorporated into some of the other dates that actually made it into the book. Yeah. I mean, you could do the walk and hold hands at Target, right? Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, so some of the dates in the book also include the participation of kids, uh, such as, um, you have one that's on, um, doing something artistic. Um, now if you were to, now I, and by the way, I think that's awesome. We've, we've advocated that as well. Um, if you were to put a ratio though, on the importance of dates with versus without kids, like how, how often should you have those dates without the kids involvement? So it's just you and your spouse or are kids always welcome in your, your mind? I think the majority of dates need to not include kids. Okay. Um, the, the important, the real goal is about strengthening the couple relationship and making that a priority. And it's something that sometimes I struggle with couples who have kids, especially younger kids. Um, I definitely would say not to call out my other moms, but I think as moms, sometimes we struggle more so than, than dads do with, really understanding that prioritizing the marriage or the relationship you're in um, as a couple first is actually vital to the parenting that you're able to do. And so it isn't about not keeping your kids as a top priority, but that part of making children a priority in your life and parenting a priority is understanding that it matters whether or not you feel close and connected to each other as a couple. And so I think the majority of dates should be without kids. But I also know that, you know, if you've got two, three, four, or maybe even one, you know, <laughs> little kid and not access to, you know, family or babysitters, that becomes a barrier to doing things. And so I did want to make sure there were some dates in there where you could include your kids if you needed to. And there's other stuff in there, too, where I think you can, you know, little kids can go to bed early. They can go to bed when the sun is still out in the summertime. <laughs> yeah. And then you can still have a date at home. And so there's some, other, I think there's some other ideas in there where you can some plan to do things at eight or nine o'clock when your kids have gone to bed and still focus on couple time. Yeah. Okay. Now, some of the dates um, throw in some romantic options. I mean, you, you include that in the artistic date idea. Um, and you actually have an entire section on romantic date ideas. Now, do you think that sex or physical intimacy are important for a date to be successful? I don't. Um, I think of a successful date is likely to instigate some physical intimacy at some point, not necessarily at the end of the date, but you know, if you have a great date on Tuesday, the likelihood is that that's going to have an impact on what happens over the course of the rest of your week. Mm. Um, so, but I don't think it's crucial to the date itself. And I think particularly for couples who are maybe struggling, that there's a lot of tension, maybe there's a lot of bickering, you're not feeling close, there's not a lot of intimacy. Sometimes focusing on just having fun together without the pressure of physical intimacy is a nice sort of transition to slowly building yourselves back up to that place where you want to be close, you want to be, you know, physically intimate, you want to have, you know, have a sexual relationship with one another. And so I think having that balance and, and being honest about where you are in your relationship is really important. Okay. And uh, this will be my, my final question here for you. Um, 
throughout the uh, book, is there a favorite date idea in there for you? I mean, we we mentioned the the movie idea, but is there that you know that's kind of a fallback? <laughs> is there there is there one yeah. that really stands out for you that that one? Maybe maybe it's not even like your favorite. Maybe it's the one that you think is the most creative or or something along those lines. Um, let's see. Okay, so I would say I probably have two favorites. One would be get out of town. Um, you know, I, I run my own business in addition to seeing clients and, and writing. And my husband has a, a fairly busy professional life and we've got kids. And so for me, getting out of town um, is not clearly it's not a weekly date plan, but it's one of the best dates that we have because it really forces me to kind of shut down everything else that normally has my attention. And so if I'm out of town, I can't attend to work stuff and everything else. So that's probably my favorite currently just because of the busyness of my schedule. Uh Um, But I would say as the weather's warmer, my kind of go-to on a weekly basis favorite date would probably be go for a ride. My husband has a motorcycle. Uh I love to get out there. Um, you know, I spend my, most of my living listening to people and talking to people. And I love that, but having a date where I, there's not a lot of talking and we're just together and having a good time and, you know, visiting different places. That's a lot of fun for me personally. So, um, that's probably, those are my t- top two favorite. I like that. I would say. Do you, I mean, do you think, um, do you think it's important? I mean, I would just had this thought while you're talking about how you, you do a lot of talking during the day. And so therefore a fun date for you is getting away from that um, where you don't have to have a lot of conversation. Do you think that's important um, or that might be a trick for people in putting together a successful date night is doing something that's out of their normal realm? I do. I actually, I like that. Um, I, I don't know if I've ever really articulated it quite like that, but I think that that does make for a really great date. One of the things, you know, the research sort of shows one of the reasons date night works and is really helpful in relationships is that we like what's new. We like novelty just as human beings. And so when you plan dates that are outside of your norm, that I think sort of reinforces that that sense of newness with each other and makes your relationships feel fresher and, and more engaging and you look forward to it. So I think that would actually be a really great idea. Yeah. Uh, well, well, like I said, that was the last question I had for you about the book. Is there anything you wanted to add to the listeners of the podcast? Let's see. I mean, I would really just say that I hope everybody gets out and gets some dates. Um, hopefully, they'll you'll take a look at the book. Uh, as I said before, it's available on Amazon and at barnesandnoble.com. You can also visit our website. You can purchase it through um, my practice website at grouptherapyassociates.com. Mostly, I am really excited, and I should really ask you, Steve, I love to hear what other people's favorite dates are. Like, what are the dates that people are trying in the book? What are their experiences? What do they find really useful? So um, hopefully people will, um, you know, find me on Twitter at EstherBMFT and, and leave me some reviews because I'd love to hear what other couples are out there doing. That's that's really was the fun, most fun part about writing this book was talking with the couples that I work with and in my personal life and coming up with really good ideas. 
Yeah, I um well we will throw up um we we have a link to a bookstore on our site too because we have so many people that have their own books and stuff. So we will we will add this to the bookstore um so it'll be easy for people to find in addition okay, to okay. the places that you mentioned. Um but I want to remind everybody this is uh the book is called The Date Deck uh cuz every couple needs a date. Um, and Esther's uh, website again is grouptherapyassociates.com. And uh, Esther's really great on Twitter too. Um, we we converse back and forth there. Uh, to answer your question, by the way, about like a favorite date, um, I God, I feel it's a like tough one, right? it is a tough one because my, so my my wife and I uh, we go on dates all the time. It's actually one of the one of my favorite things to do. Um, and we, I, I mean, I talk about this all the time. So we create a budget for it um, because I think that's important because it eliminates excuses that we can't afford it. And that's not to say that every date we go on costs money, um, but we have it and it's because we prioritize it. And another thing that we do is um, we actually create a, a scrapbook and this is not an original idea from myself, uh, a, uh, one of my former coworkers did this. And so whenever we would go to like some sort of an event, maybe it was a concert or like the comedy show. Um, we went and saw the book of Mormon a couple weeks ago. Uh, you know, we took the playbill and we kind of stick it in that book. So we kind of have our own running, um, like memory scrapbook of all these things that we've done together, which I think is kind of cool. That um, is really cool. I, <sighs> But the, my favorite date, I don't know, honestly. Uh, I like I like the big events. I know that's like kind of a cop out, but I do like the big events. We've done we've done some like pretty cool. Um, like we're both big sports fans, so we've been to fights and games and different things like that, and I totally love those. Um, like I mentioned, the comedy shows and stuff. I just like those big events, uh, just because I feel like it requires a little more effort for us to do pull those off. Than, mm-hmm. than the date nights. And I think when, when that much effort goes into them, um, it makes them a little bit more special from my end. Um, and then another thing that we do, uh, so we go out all the time, but one thing that we, we do is we do um, like these, uh, I guess, quote unquote, secret date nights, and we rotate who is responsible for the date each month, like our one big date night. And the other person doesn't know what it's going to be. And so let's say if it's my month this month, I would plan something and just let her know, you know, next Friday night, you're mine for that night kind of a thing. Um, And I find just that by itself um, has worked out really well because there's that anticipation that builds up about what is it, what are we going to do this? I have no idea what we're doing this Friday night and I'm kind of, I'm, I'm really excited about it. And it, I think it works too because we both try to do something that we know or think the other person will be into. It's not about fulfilling our own fantasies. It's about trying yeah. to find something that we would both be interested in doing. So, um, yeah, so that's. I love that. That's a great, I love that. That's a great idea. So when I write volume two, I have to call you so I, <laughs> if I can put secret day night in the book. Cause I think that's, that's so fun. And, and I love the part about really being invested in, in wowing the other person. Like, what do they like to do? Focusing on making the, uh, your 
partner happy. And in turn, I forget that sometimes you do something special for, you know, your wife and all of a sudden you're having a great time too. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I like, I'm not, um, like I'm not like a big dancer by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, but my wife loves dancing and you know, I've, done like salsa lessons and stuff and it was really for her benefit (laughs) um but she loved it and it's not like i had a terrible time like once i just embraced like okay i'm gonna do this salsa lesson or these lessons and you know i'm just gonna go with it and you know once you like get over that hump i think it works out really well that's a really good idea that's very cool (laughs) Um, well, I want to thank you so much for your time again, Esther. Um, I want to remind one people one last time: it's the date deck. Uh, you can get this information. You can find it on Amazon. Uh, you can go to her website, grouptherapyassociates.com, um, and of course, we will put it in our bookstore as well. Uh, so, thank you, thank you again, Esther. I really appreciate your time, and uh, look forward to speaking to you again sometime in the future. Definitely. Thank you so much, Steve. I had a great time talking to you. All right. Likewise. I hope you guys enjoyed that interview with Esther Boykin. Again, the book is The Date Deck, and you can find it in our bookstore, which you can access from our homepage. There's a link that says bookstore. But for now, that will do it for us this week. Take care, everybody.